Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show, which means we are getting into our 20 Million Movement Bible study. Can't wait to dig into it all about the law this morning and the priesthood and how amazing Jesus is. So that's what's coming up in just a moment after we deal with the quiz and text messages. Sorry, Lyle, I'm just catching my breath after breaking up fights in the studio that are that are taking place over, you know, hexes and walking and all these kinds of things. I'm I'm like I'm really concerned about the well being of our radio team because there just seems to be such such contention, all of all to do with walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I was literally standing in the middle of Lyle and Shell as they were ready to punch on. It was crazy. Anyways, uh, maybe yeah. you'll... you'll <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Lyle, Lyle doesn't want to open up about it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, for 400 points, what did Rachel steal from her father, Laban? 0491-064-669 is the number to call for 400 points. You can win a selection for a book from our selection of bargain books. But again, that question was, what did Rachel steal from her father, Laban? 0491-064-669. If you don't know the answer to this one, when you do know it, it will surprise you. Well, but if you do know it, then you know it. Then you're not surprised. Um, all right, text messages. Okay, so a bunch of text messages here. Let me see where do they begin. Right here. Uh, going back to elephants. Illegal tusk trading. Amazing story. I wonder how many elephants he saved and how many poachers got arrested. Well, they don't really arrest poachers in Africa. They they arrest smugglers in other parts of the world. They arrest smugglers in other parts of the world in Africa. They shoot poachers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Execute. Um, yeah, they execute justice in, like in the that. most it's literal like sense. That. My father lived in uh, Zambia for five years, and there's just less paperwork. <laughs> it's just how it is in developing countries. Yeah, uh, justice is often just summary justice. It's like mm. take them down the paddock and shoot them. Wow. Okay. okay. It happens. Believe me, it happens. Um, but anyway. Uh, unfortunately, as long as the demand is there, it won't be stopped. But uh, God bless him for protecting mm. elephants. Um, all right. Well, where did that go? Uh, where are we here? This is scrolling, scrolling. Okay. <laughs> Canada passes to national parks for health. Yes. Uh, this people in charge must have read our health books. <laughs> Been teaching this for 150 years. This is really, really interesting because you know what Ellen White described for um, not just depression but for a lot of physical illnesses mm. where you were actually physically ill, she prescribed walks in pine forests. There you go. So walks in pine forests because when you walk, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about this on Faith FM, the health benefits of walking outside in the fresh air um, and how that those benefits are increased if you are in a natural environment. Mm. They are increased again if you're in a pine forest because not only do you get the benefits of fresh air and a peaceful environment, which is healing to the body physically, spiritually, and mentally, mm. uh, but you also get the healing effects of that rich aroma of pine scent. Which fixes you, I guess? Of course, it absolutely. Just, it just smells so good that it yeah. must be good for you. All right, uh, let me see. The French trial Islamic cowards. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think this is what we need to start. Rather than calling them Islamic extremists, I, I like that. We should uh, change it to Islam- Islamic cowards. 
I feel like that has the potential to be very misused. Oh, not necessarily misused, but misunderstood. Because we don't mind. We have nothing against all of the Islamic people in Australia. We have something against the Islamic extremists. That's right. And universally what I've noticed, okay, where have they ever pulled out, pulled off a terrorist attack that hasn't been on a soft target? They only go after soft targets. I guess that's the definition of a terrorist attack. But anyway, um, all right, domestic abuse worldwide, amazing statistics. There is a lot of suffering in there. Uh, pornography could be resolved if only governments stop it. Isn't it funny they can stop everything else? But they can't do that. Mm. They did anything they wanted the last two years to the whole world for, to, for our health. Domestic abuse is also very unhealthy. Only the second coming can resolve these problems. And this is a really interesting point. You look at the effort, you look at the money that has been spent on the pandemic mm. to stop the uh, COVID pandemic, and how many people are dying as a result of domestic abuse? How many lives are being destroyed as mm. a result of domestic abuse? And what would have happened if we had reallocated all of those resources to stopping domestic abuse and cutting it off at its source by mm. getting rid of pornography? Mm. You know, governments can do this. We have the resources to do this. This is a doable thing. You're never going to, you're never going to stop these things, you know, entirely, but you can reduce it drastically. That's right. You know, if you push it into the dark nether regions of the dark web, you're going to get a lot <coughs> less children that are accessing it. Mm. Anyway. Uh, have you noticed that many governments are supposedly giving more freedoms to the people, but the jab is still being enforced? This, I guess, is about Fiji. Uh, you do appreciate that all these rallies worldwide are for freedom of not being forced to be vaxxed. Yes, it is. I was just talking to my neighbours yesterday. They were down in Canberra as well. Had an amazing experience down there. Mm. Uh, the theologian and the Antichrist statement that actually makes him the Antichrist. Well. Oh. Everybody's throwing the Antichrist around this morning. You're the Antichrist. No, no, no. You're the Antichrist. I, are you sure? Okay, okay. This is my thought. Because the Bible does say, like, the spirit of the Antichrist exists. Yes. Where it's, it's not someone who is the Antichrist because yes. we know that there is an Antichrist. Yes. But there's a spirit of the Antichrist, which is like that right. that person agrees with what the Antichrist sentiment is. And it's, which is So this person is saying that you have the spirit of the Antichrist because you're irresponsible. The spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of coercion. If you read Revelation chapter 13, it's all about coercion. It's all about force. The spirit of God is all about freedom. It's mm. all about love. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus stands at the door of our heart and he knocks. He doesn't push the door in. He doesn't slap a uh, piece of paper on the door with a mandate on it that you open the door. He stands at the door and he knocks. Uh huh. So by this person saying that you should wear masks or you have the spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of the Antichrist <laughs> because he's, he's, he's promoting coercion to do something. So that... Yeah, it's pretty full on. <laughs> that's that, that's crazy. The, the statement that just that just resonates in my mind is where he says that the gospel message is not about freedom. Yeah, wow. Well. And it's just like, okay, <clears throat> this is this is where you end up by drinking at the you know the toxic fountain of once saved always saved and uh, predestination. Mm. It's a logical up, conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a logical conclusion. It's, it's 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 where you end up if you go down that path. Because you end up saying the gospel is not about yeah, freedom. Freedom is a bad thing, which is like wow. so untrue. Because because if God doesn't give us freedom, why should we give each other freedom? Yeah, that's right. And well, that's literally the the mindset that was used to lead to a lot of like the injustices that have 
happened in our world by people who subscribe to this theological reasoning, specifically the African slave trade. Exactly. If God doesn't give us freedom and these people don't look like they would ever be saved because it doesn't look like they would ever choose God because they live in Africa and God's not there, well, then why don't we just enslave them? Uh-huh. That's, that's literally like the theological motivation to have slaves. Well, it's the justification to have slaves. Obviously, a lot of people didn't agree with that. A lot of Christians didn't agree with that. Praise God, and it was Christianity that stopped it. Yeah, but like the for people to, because Americans at that time were very much a Christian nation, and it's like, well, then how did these loving Christians end up enslaving people? That's how. This is exactly how. <laughs> that, 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 you, you that's have, how. <laughs> Calvinism. Calvinism, yeah. Ooh, that's I'm gonna crazy. Get, I'm going right, to get all my Calvinistic friends stirred <laughs> up this morning. But, hey, this is a really serious subject because without freedom of choice, there is no love. That's right. It's that simple. I'm sorry if I'm passionate about it, but there is no gospel without freedom. Mm-hmm. And if you go down the path of saying it, that the gospel is not about freedom, then you've, 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 taken, the, you've taken the path of Satan because mm-hmm. he's the one who says that there is no freedom you've, and you've obliterated love. Uh, just heard the news under the excuse I, I wasn't actually listening to the news I was preparing the Bible study Under the excuse of health They have destroyed a generation of young children With psychological and emotional problems Well done You are being judged by the one who makes no mistakes uh, Can't really comment on that Because I was getting the Bible study ready Because the Bible study is going to be absolutely amazing And I'm super excited about it Let's go. Um, and we are going to talk about this passage That we got started on yesterday in Hebrews uh, where was it? Chapter 7 and verse 12. All right, all right. I'm turning there now. Okay. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 12. The Bible says, And if the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. For the priest we are talking about uh, about belongs to a different tribe, <coughs> Sorry, whose members have never served at the altar as priests. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Okay, so we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the change of the law here this morning because you go down to verse 18. Why don't you read for us verse 18? Yes, the old requirements about the priesthood was set aside because it because it was weak and useless. Ah, I love the <laughs> NLT not holding back. <laughs> Yeah. Weak and useless. It goes hard sometimes. Like I, I love it. Like like the KJV is obviously so poetic, um, but also so accurate. Oh, I've got which, to read it from the KJV, which is awesome. But then at the same time, like the NLT is just like, oh yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, you're weak and useless. Like really, really driving it home for our modern audience. That's All right, awesome. Let's let's read it from the KJV. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and the unprofitableness thereof. Ooh, a mic drop, dude. This is powerful. Disannulling. Powerful powerful stuff. Okay, so disannulling is an interesting word Uh uh, because um, when something is annulled, it's done away with. Uh So what what happens if it's disannulled? It is brought back? You would think so, wouldn't you? But, but that is not the case. Is disannulled also just done away with? Disannulled, if you look up the dictionary definition of it, says this, to declare to be invalid, to cancel. Whoa. Cancel culture. Dude, the priests just got cancelled, bro. Did. They did. Dude, the, Jew- the, the Levitical system got cancelled. Oh, did. wow. That's incredible. 
Okay, so what we've got to look at here, and we started on this yesterday with a little bit of, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, maybe slightly sarcastic, um, looking at how that people read these read these passages and say, "Oh, the law's been done away with," mm. because they didn't read any other verse in the yeah, Book of Hebrews, right. and they didn't read anything there. I love how the NLT puts it because the NLT actually includes the context. Mm. And talks about the law of the priesthood, yes, uh, rather than the law of the Ten Commandments. But I thought we should spend a little bit of time looking at the law and uh, the contrast that there is between the ceremonial law mm-hmm. and uh, the Ten Commandments. And and the reason that this is important is because a lot of people, when they read the law, they just read the Old Testament, mm. or they might read anything in the books of Moses. Mm any command whatsoever at all, and throw it all in one bucket together, not recognising the very, very wide contrast that God creates between the Ten Commandments and the other laws. Mm. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at that here this morning. Well, we're just going to, it's going to be a brief, a brief run through. Okay, so here's some contrasts. And this is not all the contrast. This is just... Ten simple points. There are a bunch of other contrasts that we could look at uh, in more depth. The Ten Commandments. Who was the Ten Commandments spoken by to the people? Spoken by God. The ceremonial law, which include the law of the priesthood, who was that spoken by to the people? Was it like obviously it was delivered to Moses by God, but then I believe it was Moses who expounded. To the people. To the people, yeah. That's right. And that's the key issue right there. Who, is the, who are the people hearing this from? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, who wrote the Ten Commandments? God, like his very own finger. Who wrote the ceremonial law about the priesthood? Uh, well, Moses wrote it down on a piece of parchment. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which brings us to a, our next point, the Ten Commandments. What did God write them in? Stone. And the ceremonial law of the priesthood, what did Moses write that on? Like parchment. There's a big difference between the two, isn't there? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm starting if, to see it. You're starting to see it. You know, um, <laughs> I'm catching on. <laughs> if you write something in stone, there is every likelihood that it will still be here in three, 4,000 years from now. Mm. You know, that's, that's something that symbolizes it's going to be around for a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, whereas you write something on paper, how long is it going to last? Um, uh, until I tear it up. Pretty much. Until my dog eats it, you know. That's about how long it lasts. <laughs> if you write it on um, uh, a flash drive, how long will it last for? Um, oh, I don't know. Until, until you loan that flash drive to a friend and it goes missing. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> if you write it on the cloud, how long will it last for? Um, up until you stop play, paying your iCloud subscription and Apple exactly. deletes all your data. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. Okay, but if you write it in stone and a lot of people, you know, when they want something to really last, like uh, the memory of a loved one, mm. they carve it in stone. That's right. You know. Mm. All right. Um, the Ten Commandments was placed inside the Ark. Yes. Where was the Where was the law of the priesthood placed? Um, well, it'd be in the like in the tabernacle. It was placed inside the Ark. Was it also placed inside the Ark? They were yes. both in the Ark. Okay, but here's the difference between the two. Oh, I know. I know the difference. But you can say, you can say it loud, but I know what it is. The difference is that the Ark was built for the Ten Commandments. Mm. That was its purpose. Um, that was what it was there to contain, and the center and the Ten Commandments were the centerpiece. Mm. The other pieces that went into the Ark, like the bowl of manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the book of the Levitical priesthood, mm. uh, were all placed around the Ten Commandments in the sides of the Ark. Yes, that's right. Uh, so which one has preeminence? 
The Ten Commandments. Clearly the Ten Commandments. Mm. Uh, the Ark is fully functional without the law of the priesthood, without the uh, Aaron's rod that budded, without the bowl of manna being present. Mm. It is not fully function. Is not functional at all without the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so those are those are sort of more sort of like okay indications that wait a minute maybe something's going on here maybe there's a bit of a difference between the two uh, maybe God is starting to draw a bit of a contrast between the uh, the the law of the you know the ceremonial law of the of the Levitical priesthood and the Ten Commandments. Mm. But now let's get down to the really serious ones. And for these ones, we're actually going to look up some Bible verses. Uh, Romans chapter 4 and verse 15. How long has the Ten Commandments been around for? Romans chapter 4 and verse 15. The Bible says, For the law always brings punishment on those who try... Law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. Okay. So the only way that you can avoid breaking the law, this is an interesting translation, but anyway, uh, my translation says, for where there is no law, there is no sin. Oh, okay. I find that simpler. To that, be that makes a lot more sense, to be honest. Okay, so that's simpler. Where there is no law, there is no sin. Mm-hmm. Did Satan sin? Yes. Did he sin before the creation of our world? Yes. Did he sin in heaven? Yes. Was the law there? Uh, well, apparently he Apparently sinned. it was. Mm. Absolutely, you can't have sin unless you have a law, and so the sin has all, sorry so the the law has always been there. Mm-hmm. There has never been a time when there has not been a law. Mm. Okay, what about the ceremonial law? Let's go over to Hebrews chapter five and verse one. Hebrews chapter five and verse one, the Bible says, "For every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins." Okay, so what are sacrifices offered for? Uh, according to this, for their sins. For their sins. Okay, uh-huh. so sacrifices are offered for sins, and so is there any need of a ceremonial law if there is no sin? Uh, n- n- no. And what does the ceremonial law require? A sacrifice. Which requires death. Uh-huh. Do you have death where there is no sin? No. So the ceremonial law cannot predate sin. Sure. Yeah. Ceremonial law only comes after there is sin. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Ten Commandment law exists before sin mm-hmm. because you can't have sin unless there is a Ten Commandment law. Wow. Okay. So the Ten Commandment law has always been there. Mm-hmm. The ceremonial law only comes after sin. All right. Um, Romans chapter 7 and verse 12. Let's go over there. Oh, I, I know this one. I, I, you know what? I'll quote it off memory. Yes. For the commandments are good and just and holy and righteous. It's pretty, that's pretty much what it says, right? Holy, just, and good. Holy, just, and good. Yes. The Bible says the commandment is holy, just, and good. And from verse 7, to give it some context, which commandment is it talking about? Can you quote that one? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, let me just turn over Paul to the book Paul says, I would not, not, have, not have known what sin was oh, unless there was a law for it. For the law had said, thou shalt not covet, then, um, yeah, keep going. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, essentially, so, okay, so we're reading in Romans chapter 7 and verse 4. The Bible says my, is that where we're reading from? Mm-hmm. 
Romans chapter 7 and verse 4, it says, So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you have, you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires and produced a harvest of sinful deeds. Wait, 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 wait. Resulting in death. I'm... That's Romans 7, verse 4. 7, verse 7. 7, verse 7. Come on, Lyle. All right. Uh, well, then, I am suggesting that the law of God is sinful. Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is sin um, is wrong unless the law had said, you must not covet. Okay. Would not know that it was wrong unless the law had said, thou shalt not covet. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Here on The Breakfast Show this morning, as we continue into our Bible study, we have another clue for our quiz, 500 points this time. Yes, for 500 points. Here we go. So, the final question is, who was the first man known to have married two wives, a.k.a. the unluckiest man on earth? (laughs) (laughs) Or <laughs> <laughs> the most foolish I'm not quite sure how you would uh, define that But uh, nevertheless That's the way it goes Alright uh, Clarification coming through here on the text message Oh by the way Number to call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Also the prize to win What does the Bible say about And this is a book written by Mark Finley Getting into the hard questions of faith Life and death uh, The present and the future All what the Bible says about them all right, so somebody's asking, did you say the pot of manna and Moses' rod, or was that was Aaron's rod, yeah. uh, that budded, was outside the Ark of the Covenant box? Just to clarify that one, if you did mishear what I said, and or, or if I did even misstate it, I don't remember, but uh, it was placed in the outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So not outside the box, but in the outside. Mm. So basically what that means is you place the Ten Commandments in the middle and you put the other articles around the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So they're in the box, but they're in the outsides of the box. They're up against the outsides of the box. They're up against the walls of the box on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting confusing now. They're, they're, they're somewhere in the, in the box. They're in the they're, outside. They're in the outside of the Dude. Yeah. It's like you're in the middle of the studio right now. Uh-huh. You are the centrepiece of the studio, Lawson. Uh-huh. I am in the outside of the studio. You're kind of still in the studio, though. That's right. But it's like, it was like another compartment inside the box, right? Well, it didn't even need to be another compartment. The language does lend itself to another compartment inside uh-huh. the inside the box. But uh, the important thing is that Ten Commandments is the centerpiece. All right, so I was in the outside. That's that's that's, that's what right. that's what we said. That's about. what we're saying. Oh, awesome. Hopefully, that's clear. Mm-hmm. If that's not clear, then we're in trouble. <laughs> Okay, the Bible says that the Ten Commandments are holy, just, and good. What does the Bible say here in Hebrews chapter 7? It says, for the priesthood being changed, there is made necessity of a change also of the law. Here it says that it's changeable. Mm-hmm. And in verse 18, uh, for there is very a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and the unprofitableness thereof. What does your translation say there, right there? Weak and useless. Weak and useless. Wait, what does yours say, actually, in... Weak and unprofitable. Yeah, but it says the covenant of the... It says there is a, the commandment. The commandment. The of the commandment. The of the com- commandment. Okay, mine just, yeah. The weakness and unprofitable. Mine says, yeah. 
the law, the old requirement of the priesthood. Yeah. Okay, so if Paul here is talking about the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. and in Romans chapter 7 he says the Ten Commandments are holy, just, and good, and in Hebrews chapter 7 he says they are weak, unprofitable, and useless, Uh he's really contradicting himself. (laughs) Yeah. The whole Bible is contradicting itself, Mm -hmm. and you can throw the Bible out. Throw it in the bin. But, of course, he's talking about the ceremonial law of the priesthood, Mm. as your translation actually specifies. Mm. All right, let's uh, continue on here. How long did the Ten Commandments last for? Psalms. So we found that Ten Commandments have always been there because they define what sin is. You Mm -hmm. cannot have sin without the Ten Commandments. Uh, Let's go to Psalms 111, verse 7 and 8. Psalm 111, verse 7 and 8, as I find it on the page, the Bible says, All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. So how long are they true for? Forever. Mine says for everlasting. Mm. So the Ten Commandments, the Bible says, have been from everlasting and go to everlasting. And yet if you go to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 14, you find ceremonial law ended at the cross. Mm. Then you finally go to James chapter 2, verse 8 and 12, and let's read the description of the Ten Commandments we have over here in James 2, verse 8 and 12. James chapter 2, verse 8 and 12, the Bible says in verse 8, Yes, indeed, it was good when you obeyed the royal laws as found in the Scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then in verse 12 it says, So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. The law that sets you free, mine calls it the royal law or the ro- or the law of liberty. In verse mm. 8 it says the royal law, and in verse 12 it says the law of liberty, whereas the Bible says that in Colossians 2 verse 14 that the ceremonial law was against us, mm. it was contrary to us. And so if you are going to conflate both of these laws as being one law, you are forced to the conclusion that the Bible repeatedly contradicts itself, Mm -hmm. if you recognize them as two separate laws, then all of the problem just vanishes. Mm -hmm. It just goes away. And you can see that God clearly intended us to see these as being two different laws. Okay, so let's go back to our passage that is under question here. There's a bunch more things that we can draw out of this. And so we got up to verse 13. Uh, Let's read verse 14 and 15. The Bible says, What I mean is, our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, and Moses never mentioned priests coming from that tribe. This change has been made very clear since a different priest, who is like Melchizedek, has appeared. Okay, so he's like, yep, Uh, Jesus came from Judah. Mm -hmm. Nothing in the law of Moses, the ceremonial law, about a priest coming from Judah. Mm -hmm. But what's the problem? We have the priest of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. And the priest of Melchizedek was greater than Levi, Judah, um, Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. Mm. And so Jesus is after his order. Uh, verse, uh, what do we read? Verse 15. Do we read verse 15? We just read it. So verse okay. 16. Um, read verse 15 again for me in your translation. It says, This change has been made very clear since a different priest who is like Melchizedek has appeared. Okay. Yep, all right. Read verse 16, 17. I'm just comparing that with mine, and it's like, yep, all right. Jesus became a priest not by merging the physical requirements of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist 
pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Okay, so what is the... Okay, so so if you become a Levitical priest, you become a Levitical priest by birth, mm-hmm. by DNA, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then what is Jesus' claim to being a priest after the order of Melchizedek? Um, it says not by, like, physical requirements, but by the power of life that cannot be destroyed. Okay, so how are you going to argue with that? You know, you've got this person who comes along and claims, oh, I'm a priest, and you say, well, you're not a priest because you didn't come from the tribe of Levi, and he says, well, I'm a priest after the order of Melchizedek. That's a different order of priesthood. That's Mm. outside of the priesthood of Levi, and that's a greater order of priesthood. It's like, okay, well, what are your qualifications? How do you prove that you are actually a great enough to be a greater priest than uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Aaron, Levi, etc.? How, how do you prove that? Um, well, by the fact that I'm immortal. Yeah. <laughs> do you see that thing called the resurrection that I just yes. did? <laughs> by the fact that I raised myself back to life. Mm. You know, do you need more proof than that? Yeah. Absolutely. Then we have, of course, uh, this verse in verse 18. There's a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and the unprofitableness thereof. Love that passage right there. Uh, Verse 19 and 20. But uh, for the law never made anything perfect, but now we have a confidence in a better hope through which uh, we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. Okay, so God didn't make an oath and swear by himself when he made Aaron's Mm. descendants priests. But when Jesus was made a priest, Mm. he did. Yeah. Uh, And that's the foundation of the oath here. Uh, Verse, well, we're kind of going to run out of time to finish this off, but I think we've covered the main aspects of this chapter here in verse 7, the difference, the contrast between Jesus, Melchizedek, and the earthly priesthood. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. As we come up to question time, we're about to have the answers for our quiz questions. So, Lawson, why don't you take us to our quiz question answers? All right, for 100 points, the answer was strength, but also Shell gave some leniency, and she would take mind as well. So it's either strength or mind. For 200 points, the answer was Deborah. For 300 points, it was grandmother. Grandmother? Great-grandmother. Okay. For 400 points, it was household idols. So Rachel stole household idols Mm -hmm. from her father, Laban. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And for 500 points, the answer was Lamech. And shout-out Janelle, who apparently has swept the whole quiz. She got every single Oh, well done, Janelle. it's been a while since we've had a, had a clean sweep. Good so work. Home the show bag, so congratulations to Janelle. But right now it is time for... Question of the day. just want to... S- Come on, Mark. Yeah, I just want to say as we begin our question of the day that our backlog of questions has run out. We don't have it run out that, that often, but we have run out of our backlog, which means that we have answered all the questions that are in the question box up until this particular point. So we would love to hear from you with some more and some new questions. Send them in right now and we'll build a new list of questions for question of the day. However, what is question of the day for today, Lawson? The question of the day today is is simply this. We've been doing this Bible study in Hebrews, right? Yes. And Paul has used like a couple of chapters now to yes. extensively explain how Jesus can be the high priest even though he's not, not a Levite. Yes. Why didn't God just make him a Levite? Because it would have devalued him. 
Um, okay. okay, so let's expand on that a little bit because uh, it wouldn't have been that hard. I mean, his cousin John was a Levite, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, descendant of, uh, you know, his father Zachariah, who was a Levite, um, who was a priest, etc. And so his, you know, maternal cousin there was a Levite. It wouldn't have been hard for uh, Jesus to have been a Levite, and uh, it would have saved Paul writing these three chapters. But if Jesus had been a Levite, we wouldn't have stopped and thought twice about the fact that Jesus was so much greater, or particularly the Hebrew people at that time wouldn't have had this illustration of Jesus being so much greater than just every any other priest. Because if Jesus had been a Levite, he would have literally been any other priest. Because he was not a Levite and yet claims priesthood, then that gives Paul the opportunity to expand on the fact that there is a priesthood that is greater than the Levitical priesthood. That is the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. And uh, by doing so, he's able to explain that Jesus is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Of course, this was prophesied. Uh, The Psalms prophesied about Jesus coming as a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And so this places Jesus into an entirely different category. And because you've got, then got this story about Abraham returning tithes to Melchizedek, you have this story about the greatest priest that lived in the Bible. So there's no other priest in the Bible that is as great as Melchizedek. And, of course, uh, Paul is able to build this argument and then points out that Jesus is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. He's not a priest by birth. He's a priest by the oath of God. And then, of course, he can talk about the oath of God and how that when God swears an oath, he swears on himself because there's nothing greater that he can swear on, etc. And so this is the reason why Jesus was Jesus came as someone from the tribe of Judah. Now, of course, the other reason that he comes from the tribe of Judah is because the Messiah was not just to be a priest. He was mm. also to be a king. And the royal line passes down through Judah. And so... When you know when Jesus comes to this earth, uh, of course you know he is a descendant of David uh, on both sides of his family, and as a result of that, then he comes down through the royal line and is both king and priest. And so you can't be you know from the royal line of Judah and from the priestly line of Levi at the same time, and so um, and 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 so because of that, you find that Jesus was. Um, he comes from the tribe of Judah. All right, so there's a couple of thoughts on it. Uh, the main point being that it would have actually devalued Jesus if he'd have been an ordinary priest. He wasn't an ordinary priest. He was an extraordinary priest. And coming from the tribe of Judah allows us to make that particular conclusion. It is The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show. And if you want to go to an awesome sermon this weekend, Lawson is going to be preaching <laughs> preaching at the uh, what the ASOC Church yeah. in Newcastle uh-huh. on the... Uh, Book of Ecclesiastes, talking all about Solomon. That's right. We're going to be talking about Solomon. We're going to be talking about, well, essentially the message is, is why, why is it? Why should we be compelled to actually study scripture? Why, why is the Bible so compelling? What's the point? And what did Solomon have to say about that? Spend some time with Jesus today. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in Bible study. Read the Bible for yourself and learn for yourself what God's message for you is. That's what we want to encourage you to do. If you'd like to study in a small group setting, give us a call. Small groups are one of the best. I'm a part of a small group. You can join my Mm. small group on Zoom. Uh, We meet on Zoom every Tuesday evening. 
Um, our number to call right here is 0491064669. We can make this happen for you. And as you go through this day, don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide of Sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.